0: Warmer weather is finally here, and our friends at the Book Exchange have all the WVU gear and apparel to keep you looking good and feeling great. Support our show and save 25% off your order with promo code BX4FINAL4 in store or online at BookExchangeWV.com. That's BX the number four, Final the number four.
1: Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast
2: Podcast. Okay, welcome to an emergency episode of The Final Forecast. is the first and last time I will ever introduce a show. Uh, the guys are off to Dayton, and Ash is uh, unavailable tonight because we're doing it right after she gets off work. But I figured, who likes to talk? Chase Harler. So Chase is here today to talk over the TBT, and I just really like Logan, so that's why Logan's here. Uh, good guy. He's not like Chase at all. <laughs> And then Chase and Logan, I'll hand it over to you to introduce our our other special guest. But it's time for me to shut up because I don't know anything about basketball.
3: All right, let's get into it. So, um, Dave, first of all, thanks for having us. Even though Logan and I are not on the team this year, we still like to support the guys. um, So there's no bad blood there, obviously. Um, Before we introduce our guest, I know um, some WVU fans like to keep up with the guys overseas and follow their careers after college. Uh, Logan and I both just finished our second season playing professional basketball overseas. And um, I'm gonna let Logan kind of talk about his season real quick. I'll talk about my season real quick, introduce the guests and we'll get into it. So Logan, take it away. All right. right. Thank you, Chase.
1: Um, So to everyone who doesn't know, after playing with the TBT last year, I went into a season and went to Turkey, played for two different teams. And then right around New Year's, I went to the Czech Republic which is where I was fortunate enough to win a championship. Uh, I had a great time last year. It was cool to, to see three different teams, two different countries. It kind of made it go by a little faster because everybody who's done it know it can be a little bit of a draining eight, nine months over there. But I really um, – some of the success I had was primarily, I think, the late summer training with uh, Best Virginia and all the practices and time just being around the guys in the gym, some of the older guys, you know, taking a lot of stuff from them and and helping me out going into a season in Europe. Just knowing after playing and practicing with those guys for a good two weeks, I felt much more confident in my game and it allowed me to to play how I wanted to play and and be successful. So shout out to everybody involved with Best Virginia again and I'm rooting for you hard this year. But yeah, last year, a great year. Ended on a championship note.
3: Looking to go back soon. Um, But yeah, there it is. Awesome. So real quick, um, like like Logan said, the the best Virginia practices were awesome last summer. Just being around guys that, you know, Logan and I were both WVU fans. So, you know, being around those kind of guys in a practice setting that we looked up to is a a sweet experience. Um, But, yeah, I played in Sweden this past year, Um, had a great year, great team, made it to the championship. Unfortunately, did not win a championship like Logan, um, but it was our first time in club history ever making that far and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it out there. And kind of like what Logan said, um, you know, hoping to get back somewhere, you know, this following season. So enough with that. Um, enough with that. Our, uh, our special guest is Isaac Harris. Logan and I uh, both know Isaac pretty well. Actually, very well. He was a manager at West Virginia when we were there and stayed in contact. And we're, uh, we're happy that Isaac can join us and talk about the TBT a little bit.
0: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
3: No problem. Crazy good so dive, quality. There we go. Let's dive into this first game real quick. So, um, West Virginia, West Virginia, I should say, beat Virginia Dream 75 to 45. I'm not going to lie. After about the third, middle of the third, I turned it off knowing because it was going to be a blowout. But from experience, Logan can attest to this as well. The first game's always the most difficult game, especially offensively, um, I mean, we did come off to a little bit slower start um, offensively, like I said. But defensively, Best Virginia has been sound throughout the whole tournament. Um, I know Logan can speak on this a little bit. What, what do you think it is about that first game in Charleston that, you know, makes the makes the game come out a little bit slower, come out to a slower start offensively? I think it's – I think for, for Best Virginia is, you know, the
1: fan – atmosphere you know people aren't used to playing in front of fans like that you know being removed from college and whatnot it's different from Europe especially when you're looking around and you're seeing faces you're not used to playing in front of um and and the just I think the nerves overall of just yeah. every, money money's on the line compared to another game it's just another it's, I mean you played in the, the championship series I played in a championship you know you're in a series but it's, it's winner take all and when the money's on the line it, it's crazy especially as you saw what happened in the in the second game uh the Elam ending can really put the pressure on no matter up 20
3: up 15 up four it's going to be a crazy scenario regardless definitely definitely so my biggest takeaway from game one and just kind of the blowout (sighs) game um you know like we said logan and i both played for tbt last year and uh, great group of guys and everything but i think we went into it a little bit too structured would you kind of agree with that <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think so uh what
1: I could that's funny you say that because just watching it feels like everybody's playing so freely everybody's yeah. it doesn't. I'm trying to formulate what sets they're running and stuff like that but it seems like everybody's just kind of playing basketball team oriented basketball everybody's really sharing the ball no one's going out there saying hey I want to score right now or hey I'm trying to get as many rebounds as I can or hey I'm trying to look good on in front of the tv that da everybody's really out there just playing selfish basketball. The ball's, the, the rotations, the ball is moving from the left corner to the right wing, to the right corner, back to the left. Exactly. Wing. It, it, and the, the shot clock hasn't even got below 10 yet. So that's what's really impressed me is, is you can tell they're really playing
3: team basketball and that, that's what's got them this far. For sure. So uh, still talking about game one, Isaac, obviously um, not being on the team last year or this year. From a, from a fan's perspective or an outside perspective, can you kind of talk about maybe the difference, kind of what I just asked Logan, is the biggest difference between this year's team and last year's team, if you can kind of remember?
0: Well, from the biggest difference that I, I noticed from the teams is, obviously, I think, is depth as far as, like, as far as bigs and all as far as, like, personnel. The team roster seemed a little bigger last year with Nathan Adrian and also <laughs> Adrian you guys and a little shooting. But this team – This team seems so versatile that it seems like when you have guys like Jermaine Haley that's like a Swiss Army knife that can play one through four, and you have guys that are kind of like Devin Ebanks that can be like, oh, I'm going to play the center a little bit, I'm going to play a little small forward. It seems like this team is built for more versatility of just getting defensive stops and letting their defense beat offense, almost like a traditional Huggins West Virginia program team. So from a fan perspective and also knowing a little inside on how – um on how everything is how, and on how everything's viewing that's what i kind of noticed is this year it seems like we've got a lot of versatility that guys can kind of play their role guys can play a role for one game and play a different role the
3: next game for sure that is a great point and we'll move on to the herd game next but you brought up a great great point is the depth so especially in the regionals and especially in charleston i feel like west virginia was the most uh had the most depth on the bench where almost every game they are leading um, in bench points. And that's very, very important as this tournament continues to go. I mean, I'm sorry, in Dayton, that's going to be a little bit different because I feel like most of the teams have great benches. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes and where that takes them. But, yeah, let's move on to – let's move on to game two. The biggest game in Charleston, in my opinion. Heard that versus Best Virginia. Let me hear Logan your initial thoughts before the game even started, what you were kind of thinking, what you were expecting going into the game. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the game, I thought it was
1: going to be interesting. And then the uh, right before the game, as they started showing the roster, and I really was analyzing, you know, matchup for matchup. And, and after seeing how James decided to play lineups together, I knew right before tip, I was like, all right, it's going to be a 20 point win. I just didn't see them matching the firepower and intensity and selflessness that Best Virginia came out with. So I kind of predicted a little 20-point win. I knew it was going to be scrappy. I knew it was going to be back and forth. But I just envisioned another blowout from the jump. That was me
3: personally. But, yeah, I was seeing the blowout from the jump. Wow, yeah. So Best Virginia never lost the lead after the second quarter. Um, so that's that's big time. Um, mm-hmm. So, Isaac, let me, hear, let me hear your thoughts going into the game before the game even started uh, for that 89-79 win. i heard that. Well,
0: I, I, I'm like Logan. I didn't, I'm like Logan. I had a feeling we were going to gut out the win, but I wasn't feeling a 20 point win. Um, I, I, and the only reason why I would say that is because, um, John Elmore, he he's a scorer. I, I respect him enough as a basketball player that the guy can score. Now, do I think yeah. that they could go against obviously a long defensive athletic West Virginia, best, best Virginia team, not too sure. So I knew that like I re- I respected heard that that they hey, they got some scores and they got some athletes on there that hey, they can they can play. My question was like with Logan how were they were going to handle the pressure? And they kind of rose up to the occasion that they made it a game and made it a very probably one of the most entertaining rivalry games that we'll probably get because there's a good chance that the actual West Virginia team and Marshall team will actually not play against each other so as a fan perspective and also as a former manager perspective, it was nice to actually see like dang this could be actually if the rivalry was like this if it could be like yeah. this it was it was a good insight to see like man the rivalry actually could be like this but it's obviously never going to be like that
3: <laughs> yeah great point great point you brought up uh, john elmore very very good player um, had his moments during that game uh, i think we handled him pretty well he shot mm, five for I 16 agree. four for four from 13 from the three and um you know that's that's kind of his game he's a he's a scorer for sure knows how to play the game and when he gets hot uh, he can score in bunches, and like I said, he did have 16 points, not taking anything away from him or his game, but we limited those stretches where he scores, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12 points in a row. So that was, that was big time. And another point I want to bring up about that, herd heard that game, I already mentioned it about the first game, was bench points. So West Virginia, West Virginia, won that matchup, again, 38-26. to 26. So that the bench, like you said, Isaac, the very beginning is huge. Moving forward in this tournament, um, I think I think from the both games, the defensive has never been an issue. Would you guys kind of agree with that, the defensive side? Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, and I agree. You, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah would you Would you say that is because most of the guys have played with Huggins and kind of have an idea of where the rotations are going to be? You know, obviously the guys that didn't play for Huggins are uh, Jamel uh, and Tanner. Um, but everyone else is, you know, played for Huggins. Do you think that has an advantage, you know, moving forward?
1: I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'd say look at just from the fact of a kind of a true alumni team against a few of these other teams who are kind of pieced together across the country, ac- across the world where guys play at currently. You know, everybody's going to have everybody's gonna remember you know if, if you know you know the little four and four plus one everybody's gonna know you yeah. know if we're right. down a man this is what's happening you know so it's just like it's the little things that they do even have to think about is you, you know a guy's gonna be in the spot helping you at certain situations you don't even have to think about it it's just second nature exactly
0: i i can to add that i agree with that i mean like obviously even with this team like if you've had any affiliation being in that practice facility going three hours with hugs you kind of it kind of just clicks like whether you're away like Delo who's who played with the team for only a year but it just kind of it kind of clicks like you just kind of remember all right this is what we do this is what we do this is how we do it like I mean other teams have even a collection of guys even heard that had a guy that played at University of Nevada who I know personally It it's it what best Virginia is definitely a different thing. So I've always felt like it it just kind of clicked once you once, if you've ever been in that practice facility, as I look at it and been in there for longer than three hours
3: with (laughs) that team, you kind of just get it (laughs) for sure. Because I personally think that practice and scrimmage chemistry is much different than game chemistry. Meaning, you know, these guys have played with each, uh, played on the same teams, have been in the facility together, worked out together a lot. That's great. You build that chemistry. Um, kind of like what Logan said, you're piecing guys from different colleges, different, players, uh, different parts around the world. They're all coming together for, what, a training camp for five days trying to get to know each other. The advantage that West Virginia has is that these guys have played on the same team for multiple years. Different guys, obviously different um, situations, different, a little bit longer, a little bit less, but that's the biggest advantage. Game Game chemistry is much different than scrimmage and practice because there's no there's no pressure in the scrimmage or practice obviously there is a little bit when this game the adrenaline is running um no that's big time
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean chase you, chase, you keep uh br- sorry to take you away but you keep bringing no, up this, this point about uh best virginia being so deep and i'm gonna make a bold statement i mean i'm sure you probably agree that i'd say over 90 percent or our bench for best virginia every player on that bench i would say they would start for around 90 percent of the other teams in the whole tbt yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I agree with that one hundred
0: percent. I
1: look at all I'm watching all these other games and I, and I'm thinking I was even thinking about this myself personally last year watching other games, you know, the quality of the team this year. I'm looking around, I'm like, our whole bench could be a whole nother starting five starting on five. another team. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Exactly that's a good point and that's, and that's everyone, shout out to the guys in the in, in the mentality that guys have you know yeah. knowing everybody knows how good they are and everybody who plays is, is the man in europe and then when you come down you got to take a step
3: back and say hey yeah let's let's all rock as a team you know so kudos to them for sure and everyone brings something different to the table i like um james has done a, a great job with rotations and and subbing they usually keep the same starting five uh Tavon, then you have ebanks uh, KJ, J. Flow, and I think Jawan Mace maybe started one game, or um, I can't remember. It's usually those four and someone else. But I love, I love the bench. They usually bring in Jamel, uh, D. Low, and Paige together. And D. has probably played the least amount as the guys that have played a lot. But when he comes in, he brings a ton of energy, ton of mm-hmm. energy. Lap, yeah, and we'll move on to the next game. I think he had a huge impact on Game Three, and we'll kind of lead into that. Uh, game three, but like I'm saying, Dilo comes in, brings great energy, and uh, you know the guy that was really, really giving West Virginia problems, talking about Game three. Now the 63-62 um, game, you know, nail biter was uh, Bradford for the Buccaneers. Uh, but every time when Dilo would switch on him and apply pressure, even if he would make a shot he was working way harder to get that shot than a usual mm-hmm. pull up yeah. three or step back mm-hmm. three. And there's a lot of times he was getting stops. And the one thing we both know at Logan now, Isaac, were you there when D-Lo was there? I came right after he left. Okay. So Logan, you know, when, when D-Lo gets a stop or he does something good, he's going to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For sure. And that's good. And that's the energy. And that's that grittiness, that mm-hmm. West Virginia mentality. And that's, Everyone feeds off that. Right. I, I, personally, I think on the floor, this
1: goes for any basketball team and, and any tournament, wherever you are, you always got to have that one antagonizer on the court at a time. Absolutely. You know, you know, Tavon does a little bit of it that stands out, but he's a, more, a little more friendly with it. I would say D'Lo, he'll push it to the limits, you know, people don't want to yeah. hear from.
3: And you need that. No, absolutely. So, like I said, let's get into this game. Um, very, very obvious what the issue was going in. Um, to the Elon any just the buildup of the whole game was turnovers. Um, that I mean, that that's what killed it. I mean, we, it easily could have been a fifteen point <laughs> game if the turnovers weren't as high as they were. Mm-hmm. For sure, I agree see, with you. Yeah, I'm trying to see what the I'm looking at right now. So here we go, nineteen to nine turnovers. West Virginia had nineteen, Buccaneers had nine. However, you know, guys made plays that needed to be made that needed to be made guys stepped up made uh made the right decisions at the right times obviously 19 turnovers nobody wants that um but yeah shooting i thought shooting was overall pretty good um jamel had 10 kj had 10 very balanced low scoring kind of for everybody Mm -hmm. Uh, jawan had six jermaine had six um but you know who Uh, i want to ask you guys this too um who who would for personally for me the MVP of Charleston all three games is Jermaine Haley. He got you know he does it all. He, I think he's probably averaging I don't know I want to say thirteen points, six or seven rebounds, three or four assists. He does it all for him. Who would you say is your MVP of Charleston so far? <laughs> so you go ahead, Isaac first.
0: Hmm, my MVP. I would say Jermaine for the first. Two games, but I'm going to give it to uh, the OG, uh, Kevin Jones. Obviously, that's a hit in the big buzzard and that definitely for yeah. that nostalgic, uh, that nostalgic um, era right there that brought back. I know for a lot of fans that are going to be listening to this, that definitely brought back a lot of memories of, you know, of the 2010 teams and, you know, those teams prior, the Big East teams. So I got to give Kevin at least the MVP of that. But MVP overall of Charleston, I got to give Jermaine. I I knew signing – I knew – I had a feeling because of Jermaine's versatility as him yep. being a 3-D like player, him can play the point. He can play all – he can play multiple positions. Like you said
3: earlier, he's a Swiss Army knife.
0: Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. I, I knew right when they signed, I said that he's going to be a, a game changer for this team and definitely could definitely push him over the edge. For and, sure, I want
3: Which is right now. They're in Dayton. Yeah. I definitely want to add on to that too. Um, when, when they signed him and Logan and I played with Jermaine for two years and Jermaine is a different player and, and, and everyone plays a role. Hugs has a a certain way. He wants things done obviously, but in the summertime, Logan, you can attest to this. Jermaine is a Mm -hmm. different player in the summertime rather than the season. And now Mm -hmm. we're seeing that summertime Jermaine in full effect for best Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll agree with you
1: guys, especially you chase. Um, for sure that if you want to call it an MVP of Charleston so far or an MVP of the for the team, he just brings a a crazy like basketball intelligence to the game that I pick up on. And and like you said, if you've played with Jermaine and you see him in unstructured basketball, just kind of be a quarterback out there, but also he can be it from the four, the three, the two or the one and just do it from all angles of the floor. And it's not even him scoring. It's not even him making flashy passes or whatever it may be. Yeah, keeping it's, the ball I see on him, and, I see him, and everything. Yeah, I see him crashing the glass harder than anyone out there. Almost any time the ball is shot, he's running, trying to catch a putback dunk. And it's just the, the ball reversals that no one really notices is, is really keeping them, you know, afloat. Like, especially when he comes in and brings the energy. It's the energy and the basketball intelligence that you, you don't see in a lot of players. And, and yeah. you know, when you play with your main, like personally, out of everyone I've played with at West Virginia, I'd say Jermaine's easily the top three dudes, funnest guys to play with and, and who makes it easier on me. He's going to give you great passes. You're never going to be sitting wide open looking like, oh, where's the ball? He's being selfish. No, Jermaine, he's going to get to the cup when he needs to, and he's going to pass it when he needs to, and he's going to do every other thing you, you ask him to do out there. But that doesn't involve scoring or passing. For
3: sure. For right. sure. And, no, you go, Asi. You're good.
0: Yeah, to add to Logan's point, like Jermaine doesn't need the score to be impactful in the game. That's just, that's, that's the one thing I just wanted to add. Like, I've just always yeah. noticed that even me working him out as a manager, like, his game could be, he, he could be the player of the game without scoring a point. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's, that's the view culture. So that's nice def- yeah,
3: exactly. And like I said, everyone brings something different to the table, not taking anything away from the other guys, obviously. I mean, Jamel has been shooting the ball really, really well. KJ mm-hmm. and JFla has been doing their thing. Um, you know the bench is flowers (laughs) exactly but everyone everyone's done their part and that's kind of you know wrapping this talking about the games we'll get into some predictions here soon um that's what i wanted to make that comment at the very very beginning about when we went into it james's first year coaching i think james is doing a much better uh, job this year than last year which is that's how it's supposed to be you learn you learn that's great but i think last year we were sometimes a little bit too structured. We were too worried about running this play or something like, you know, running this player, running this set, looking at, l- looking at this. Where this year, they're just out there playing. Obviously, it's structured. It's not just playing pickup, but guys are playing more freely and with a lot of confidence. I agree. So, here, let's go. Uh, let's, let's talk about Dayton just real quick, and we'll wrap this up. Um, obviously, WVU <laughs> plays against Dayton at Dayton. A little bit of a home court advantage. I don't know how that happened but um, Dayton was the three seed in their region. West Virginia was the one seed in theirs. Um, Nine o'clock Friday, they match up. I haven't watched a ton of Dayton. I watched the ending of their game yesterday. I, I looked at the roster. I know they have some hoopers, but let's just more so talk about what do you think West Virginia has to do to win the game? Regardless of who plays for Dayton and how they play, what does West Virginia have to do to win on Friday? Logan Rout, talk to me right now. Okay. So, personally, just keep the momentum.
1: Um, Just take the momentum from the last game. You know, the joy of winning in front of the home court and take it and, and try to, you know, Keep that home court, you know, West Virginia fan base inside of you when you go into a hostile territory and Dayton, you know, the team that where they're hosting the um, the final eight. And also, I see a lot of. I just want to say this: I see a lot of people complaining, like, "Oh, of course, West Virginia gets put in front of a, a home a team hosting." Okay, well, they're the three seed. Okay, and and I think if I'm not mistaken, West Virginia is the only team, fa- or the, that's the lowest seed that a one seed's facing, right in this final eight
3: uh i'm looking right now there are some other three seeds so okay there is yeah yeah so logan your information right now is false but i like where you're going with this yeah yeah (laughs) i I mean they're not supposed to win dayton they're a three seed i get that you're 100 right right right, right. yeah yeah. i just see a a lot of you
1: know mountaineer fans kind of getting agitated saying oh yeah that's a great point it's our luck. well you could be sitting here playing the other one seed the money team, arguably one of the better teams, and you know, great, yeah, pound for pound wise, and the whole thing, you know. I just wanted to say that, like, I don't want people to think that West Virginia is getting jipped,
3: like people always want to say, you know. So yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, Isaac, what do you think, West Virginia, best West Virginia, best Virginia, whatever. We just call them West Virginia, BV, WV, <laughs> BV, whatever. It is. What do you think? What do you think the guys have to do to, to uh, get a win in Dayton for round one?
0: Um, you know the old saying. Chasing uh, Logan, you guys probably heard in the practice city. If it's not, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Whatever yep. they did to keep winning these games, um, you know, just keep winning these games with the tight D and just like being fluid with their offense. They need to keep that up because they're going against a red scare team that upset one of the better teams that has a lot of veteran players. Uh, the red scare upsetted the money team with Jimmy Fredette, Mitchell Creek. Yeah. like a lot of top European and ex NBA guys were on that team. And that team is being well coached by Joey Gruden, a good friend of mine. He he's going to have a game plan, strategy to try to contain, yeah. to try to break through their defense. So whatever they, do, so I, I believe what James is going to do, he's going to come up with a strategy to make sure that you know they can't. That not only that their defense is going to stay on, stay up to par and keep the momentum, but to also to yeah. attack more and probably make sure that the game doesn't go to another nail biter yeah for sure it's like he's like all right uh-huh. i see the mistakes i'm gonna make sure that like i see there's a little bit of mistakes but I'm, I'm gonna make sure that it does that this game is not decided by an element
1: ending yeah for sure good point um no, one hey, last sorry thing. sorry isaac but uh every game in this tournament's a nail biter sorry to break it to you buddy
0: good yeah. point it's true it's true but, <laughs> but
3: you gotta make sure one. it's not Maybe too great. too yeah. close yeah. <laughs> not too close yeah. you know yeah. what i'm
0: saying yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that is very well, true
3: yeah this <laughs> will be my last and we can wrap this up um just because Logan and I have been a part of it. And I think a lot of people, especially WVU fans, they like to know the, in, the inside scoop, but like kind of what's going on. And um, they prepare for this. They prepare for the games. Logan, uh, I'm sorry, not Logan. <laughs> James, Javon, Coach Tom, and they'll watch film and they will get a game plan. It's not like they're walking to the gym not knowing who's who and what, what guys cannot do, whatever. I remember we watched a little bit of film. We have a scouting report, so this is serious. I mean, this isn't just obviously. It's fun. It's fun to play in front of the fans. It's in front of. It's great to represent your state again, uh, We're the blue and gold. But this is this is real deal basketball. This the guys are taking this very very seriously. I can say that from mm-hmm. being on the team last year. For sure. So yeah. You know, so you know they're gonna have the right mindset going in. Defense has been excellent in my opinion, not turning the ball over. And if we can make outside shots consistently, it's gonna be a wrap in Dayton. Hey, good-looking. Thanks for listening to the show. Help us spread the word and tell your family and friends about us. We're available on all major podcast apps and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast. Um, Logan, Isaac, thanks uh, thanks for doing this. Dave. Behind the scenes, thanks for asking us to do this. Shout out Dave! Shout out Dave! Shout out yes,
2: Dave! Yes, uh, I wanna I wanna just interject again. Sorry you have to hear me, but uh, I wanna thank everyone that came out to Charleston the last few days. It was very special. Um, huge shout out to the W alumni band. Uh, check out their Facebook page because they are doing fundraising. They want to raise some money for a dedicated practice facility for the current band. Um, they their own dime they have an alumni group they're amazing check it out on Facebook uh just search W alumni band and also Mary Roush this was our first big uh public competition um, she did the spring game but that's it's kind of like a, a little scrimmage but this was huge um she really warmed up to it uh TBT let her out on the on the court had the crowd so loud during the Marshall game and also yesterday's game and I think you could hear it through the TV, too. And just having that be the first game for the new Mountaineer, I think is very exciting as well. Um, and also to our host in Charleston, uh, who helped put on the event and uh, put up with me being cantankerous and anxious online. It's um, so unlike me. Um, but, yeah, everyone that came out, tweeted, sent a photo, got a photo with all our players. Um, that really meant a lot. Um, and... Uh, I won't be part of the team next year, but I will be watching from the sidelines. So this was very special to end with and a great win for everybody. But with that same being said, if you guys have nothing else, this has been another episode of The Final Forecast. I am Super Producer Dave, joined by Chase Harler. Thank
3: you for having me, David.
2: Logan Rout.
1: Thank you, sir. Best Virginia, go get that million dollars, baby.
2: And some dude that Chase met at a bus stop once. Who cares? Wow, bus stop. I mean, Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Dave. All right, thanks, guys. If we do, if we do win and keep going forward, and James wins that 33k, I'll make sure you get a cut of it.
3: All right, thank you very much, Dave.
2: Peace. Awesome.
3: Peace. Peace.